my life fades. The vision dims. All that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos. Ruined dreams. This wasted land. How you doing? Nice to be here. Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Completely my pleasure. Um, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. And uh, one of the things I wanted to say was you are, uh, uh, you're like a, a post-apocalyptic renaissance man. <laughs> you, you have so many irons in the fire and you're doing so much. But the first thing I want to start off with is just... Tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? Uh, sure. So I originally grew up in uh, on, basically, Edwards Air Force Base. Um, went to high school there. Uh, was looking at joining a military academy, but decided instead to go to a little school back east because all the family was there. Um, now, professionally, uh, I am a voice actor. I have... Many books on Audible uh, at this point, like I think 60 right now. A bunch of them got taken off. but And then I do a little side business called Formula 47, which is a hot sauce. Uh, it is a award-winning wing sauce, and our, our little slogan is heat you can savor because we focus on flavor. And I actually sent you a bottle, and I hope you enjoy it. You did, and I love it. I put it on everything. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Everything. I'm actually really glad to hear that. But what I really like about yours is it, it's hot, but it's it's not so hot that you don't you don't have the flavor of it, and you got a lot of flavor stuff going on in your hot sauce, and it's it's fantastic. I really really like it. Yeah. The, um. So that that's a story in itself, which I won't get too far into. But basically, what happened is that my Dad had been working on a wing sauce recipe for like 20 years, and uh, I saw the Buffalo Wing Fest deal that was going on uh, up in Buffalo. It's the National Wing Fest, and I realized there was a sauce competition. So I, you know, I just put it in, and first place, and then a restaurant deal, and then two, and then trade shows, and now it's a whole thing. So it's very exciting. It's it's moving onward, but that's you know that's just one thing. And then the last thing that I do is uh, the Radlands. And that is my my post-apocalyptic blog, um, which actually started as a a social media project. Um, I was just asked to make a blog to prove that I understand how to use social media. And now here we are a year and some change later, uh, and I'm talking to you. And it's it's very interesting. It's all... um, the response has just been fanta- fantastic. I really, I really can't express how glad I am to see people's responses and people sharing it as often as they do. Well, I got to tell you, when I, I, and I remember when you first came on the scene with the Radlands, and 
I, th- I, I wasn't really sure what it was. And so, you know, I followed you on Twitter. I followed you on Facebook. <clears throat> and um, I'm going to ask you the questions that I kind of had that I, the, the, that I was uh, wondering about when I, when, when I first followed you <laughs> is um, tell us about the Radlands and uh, specifically you have, you have something called the mutation project and there's, there's, there's a couple characters involved in the Radlands, uh, notably mm-hmm. James Gray, the last Bushman and Joe Junkman. And I, I'd, I'd like you to kind of explain that, tell us who they are and, and just what this whole deal is about. Sure. So, uh, around the time that Fallout 3 came out, um, I started getting interested in uh, pen and paper RPGs, and I was like, huh, there's no Fallout RPG. So, I thought, well, maybe I can just make one. And so, um, I started to do that, and uh, it was based on a D100 system. It was very awkward, uh my co-creator Ben and I only played it once and uh, I sort of put it aside after that. And then, but I was always, I was always sort of updating it with new ideas and thinking, well, maybe it's a sci-fi setting. Maybe it's um, something else entirely. And eventually uh, Ben, who I mentioned before, he came to me one summer and he said, we should do a show based on this mutation thing that you came up with. And so I said, you know, what should it be about? He says, what if it's like a survival guide, like in fallout three, uh, you know, we had both played fallout three quite a bit. I think everybody, uh, who's interested in post-apocalyptic stuff had at some point. And we came up with these two characters, the shyster Joe Junkman, who is, always getting into trouble at personal gain. Um, and, uh, there are some things, I mean, we recorded a whole series, uh, the show that I'm describing, we recorded a whole series and really only a, a small little bumper has gotten actually on, on the internet. Uh, but there was one part where like Joe Junkman sees a, a natural inclination to boxing in this one guy, uh, in some village. And so, he decides to gorilla glue the boxing gloves to this guy's hand so that he can be training 24 <laughs> seven. And you know, the, the boxer tracks him down and it's, and it's a whole thing out there in the wasteland. Uh, James gray on the other hand was my character. And, uh, you know, I, I had the idea of, so we have this shyster and then we just have this complete lunatic who knows the wasteland inside and out, but it's sort of, uh, ruined him over the years and and he can't really talk very well i guess he would be like originally the idea was that he'd be like uh i think no bark is his name from new vegas the guy who just Mm. he speaks in gibberish but Mm. it sort of makes sense uh and eventually that became um this this sort of australian guy uh expert in desert survival um and then when i started the blog i thought it would be fun to uh you know, to give him his own sort of life. Uh, so Junkman would have his weekly journals where something interesting happens in 300 words, and Gray would have almost daily updates where he tells stories. And I remember one of the first ones was, like, he went to Vegas, and then he went to 
post-apocalyptic L.A., and since then it's been sort of spiraling, spiraling out of control in different ways. Uh, I know that they're not always good, but I at least hope that they are always interesting. Well, and they are. And one of the one of the biggest things I look forward to on Twitter is seeing the the daily uh, adventures of James Gray. And they're just the, <laughs> they're these great little you know just little one two or three sentence quips from his his adventure <clears throat> you know uh, in the wasteland. And it's just I love it. It's absolutely I just love it. It's really really good. <laughs> it's really cool. I actually, uh, I don't normally do this, but I actually have a full story prepared that I'm going to drop like Monday. I actually meant to do it earlier this week, but now for sure it is, it's going to be coming out. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, this one is going to be loosely based on the, uh, Canyon Diablo shootout of, uh, of the old West. So I'm hoping that it'll be interesting, but it'll have its own sort of post-apocalyptic mutant twist to go with it. Oh, that is cool. Now, is that going to be something you're just doing on um, like Twitter or Facebook, or is that going to be on your blog as well? Uh, so the, the story is going to be a like 25-part James Gray story uh, just oh. on the Last Bushman Twitter. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Well, I'm going to be sure to share the hell out of that then. <laughs> And it is going to be, unlike most of them, it is going to be a bit more organized than the others. Like, I know where this is going beginning to end, so. Oh, cool. How long do you think that's going to last? I mean, what, what are you going to be doing it for, you know, through a month or a couple months, a couple weeks? I was looking at either one or two posts a day for 25 entries. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cool. Awesome. Um, you know, when you when you started this, uh, what did you, did you kind of look forward to, okay, this is what I want this to do. This is, this is where I want to be in, you know, two years, three years. Um, you know, do you, do you see yourself con continuing to do this, you know, five years from now, or <laughs> is it going to end? Is it just going to be kind of this really cool continual thing for ever or, or what? Mm-hmm. So that's actually something that I've thought about a lot uh, because I've always thought, what if I just run out of topics? Um, but now, you know, uh, I have the Wasteland Weekend Survival Guide that I'm going to keep updating bit by bit every other week. I have uh, thinking nonfiction stuff if I run out of, you know, Roger Corman movies to talk about. Um, but really, you know... I had no idea where it was going to go. Like I said, you know, this was a project just to see, uh, can you do social media? And now here we are with, you know, uh, almost 600 Twitter followers and, uh, people, people who evidently want more and people sharing the stuff. And it is, it is a sort of difficult place because, you know, I, I think I said this once before, uh, I feel that sometimes some of the content is significantly better than others. Uh, and I think a lot of that better content is sort of in the beginning. So I guess what it is, is I would like to keep doing it for as long as I still have an interest in it. And hopefully if, you know, mutation gets off the ground, then there will, there'll be some more content, uh, some more traffic. And otherwise, uh, I just, I just don't want to become like, 
top 10 lists and, you know, clickbait articles. That's, that's really not the style of the Radlands. My goal is to, uh, provide interesting, informative or analytical content. And if I can't do that, then it's just nothing at all. I'd rather post nothing than, than trash. Oh, I totally understand. Yeah. It's, um, it, you know, the whole, the whole social media thing is so fleeting and so many times I find myself <clears throat> really getting into something and then it ends and I get sad mm. and, 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 but, but, and, and, and so I, I try my best to try to keep those things alive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I'm going to sit here and tell you that I want to hear stories from the Radlands, from James Gray and Joe Junkman forever. I know that's probably not going to happen, but um, I, I really hope, you know, you keep you keep plugging along with this because uh, it's mm-hmm. really entertaining. It's really cool. And uh, and I, I, I love it. And I, 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 I know there's other people that really love it, too. So um, now you had mentioned Wasteland Weekend, and I... I saw that you went to Wasteland Weekend uh, in 2017. Please tell me about that. Yeah, and you know, I was actually, to be honest, I was very surprised when, first of all, we appeared in one of the top posts on their Instagram page, uh, Ben and I, and then also that you picked us out of a crowd, just like from our backsides, and I thought that was very interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) <laughs> it's the hat. Mhm. But uh oh my goodness. It I would uh I would 100% recommend it for anyone who has a interest in post-apocalyptia or uh costume design, cosplaying. It's it is not a LARP. It is not live action role playing, but it is an immersive event. Uh, everyone there is always dressed up except like really early in the morning. And so, I mean, I'm going to be posting in the coming weeks, pictures and videos and all this stuff. But, um, you know, you collect people's bottle caps. There's, there's so much fun stuff. There's the wasteland carnival guys, uh, where like they have a, a human claw machine where you use this, this complex system of, uh, pulleys and and stuff to lower someone down and she scoops it up and then you just hope that her arms don't move uh (laughs) at the carnival you know you can you can shoot a teddy bear out of a air cannon um and it's just fantastic there's there's the thunderdome where people get heated there's the fighting cages where people actually like beat the crap out of each other there's uh humongous on stage two nights uh and that you know, he hands out so much free stuff. He hands out bottle caps, and uh, you might appreciate this. I actually have one. He uh, throws these spears that are just like the Tritons in the movie, mm-hmm. but they're made out of cardboard, and they have his sticker on them, the, oh, cool. the DJ Humongous sticker. Cool. And those are neat. He hands out T-shirts, uh, and then he had a DJ battle with a Morton Joe. And I guess... I guess what I'm trying to say about Wasteland Weekend is one of the reasons you have to see it for yourself is because there is literally, without any hyperbole, too much content for you to see in a single 
visit there mm-hmm. because you have this tribe system where anyone who shows up with some number of people or just anyone in general can create a campsite with tasks and quests to accomplish. So you have this whole area of the wasteland city that is like just fallout themed Mm -hmm. and each of the fallout tribes, you know, there's like Caesar's Legion, there's vault dwellers. Um, they have quests for you to complete in exchange for bottle caps and you, there's just not enough time to do it all and see all the shows. It, it's just an overwhelming experience. And it's one that I think deserves to be captured because what I've noticed is that journalists who, who come and talk about it, they just report on the general thing, but I haven't seen like a, a sort of uh, Hunter S. Thompson, Gonzo-style journalism going straight in there saying, what is this? Who are these people? What is it about? What was it like to be there? Mm-hmm. And I just can't recommend at least giving it a try. Uh, you know, I... The, an unfortunate thing was I was actually uh, working down in Southern California when this thing first started, and <clears throat> I never went. And I've I've been following it throughout the years, and I'll never get down there. Uh, but it's one of the things I, I really like is that I'm 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 able to almost live vicariously, you know, <laughs> through others. And so when I saw that you were going, I was like, oh. Yes, I I know that Ron's gonna just you know create this awesome you know he's gonna write about it he's gonna have tons of pictures and he's gonna you know do all these really cool things to to give us an insight to Wasteland Weekend that we uh, wouldn't get from you know just some reporter from you know San Diego news station or whatever, um, and so it's really cool to actually have someone who is so involved with the post-apocalyptic genre, you know, go there and, and, uh, experience it and, uh, and then let us know, you know, let us all know about it. And I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that. Well, you, you said, you, you know, you definitely have to go, you know, more than once. And so, you know, good luck to be able to, I hope you have plans to go there, you know, next year and, and continue for, you know, however long you want, but, uh, yeah, actually, mm-hmm. Awesome. That's really, really cool. That's really cool. Um, okay. So, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about as far as, uh, your Radlands project and all of that, all the, any, any kind of post-apocalyptic, uh, stuff that you're doing? Uh, wow. Um, are you ready? Are you writing a book? Are you doing? So I am actually, um, I, I started, I started last summer uh, writing a book, and I had a general outline uh, where James Gray meets this uh, impressionable, impressionable teenage girl who sort of fell in with the wrong people, um, and they go on, you know, sort of an adventure together, just seeing all this, all this world for for some reason. Uh, it is sort of halted since then. Um, I still plan to work on it, but it is. Uh, it's not that I, I'm having trouble thinking about where it's going to go. It's that with all these other, you know, irons in the fire, as you said earlier, uh, I really, I really just don't have time for it. And so I, I think that you've probably seen that with the Radlands as well. Is that uh, there was like 
a month or two where I just didn't post anything. Right. And every every week I was like, oh man, I I need to just put up something and I'll feel better. And then, you know, I finally did, came back with Junkman and and uh and this new great thing that's coming up. Now, do you have any kind of, you know, like web series, like a YouTube web series or anything like that uh that's gonna happen or so uh I guess this is actually a good time to talk about it. <laughs> when that original survival guide thing that I was doing with Ben uh fell through because you know, it was all improv, it was Excuse me. Ben was just uh, starting to learn how to work a camera, how to edit, all that stuff, uh, special effects. It looked very sort of unprofessional, but now uh, he knows all the tricks of the trade. And what I want to do and what he wants to do is go out into the Mojave uh, because, you know, we're both kids from the desert Mm. and uh, we want to buy a little patch of land and call it the Rad Ranch. And here at the Rad Ranch, there would be the James Gray Show. And the James Gray Show uh, would have a variety of topics. Uh, there would be, you know, some some sort of realistic stuff, like putting together your Wasteland outfit for Wasteland Weekend or other sort of events like that. There would be... Uh, sort of trying to make the foods from the Fallout game series. And I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube. It's called Binging with Babish um, in sort of a that kind of way, um, but also in, in sort of a practical way. And then uh, maybe doing some, some interesting weapons stuff out there. Uh, and, then, and then some skits, uh, some skits for supplemental, some, some of the ideas that we had from the Survival Guide series that looked good or that, that were good on paper uh good ideas but they just didn't look good on camera uh and i just think that this would be a a very interesting thing would be to have the james grace show yeah it sounds sounds really fun and really cool and uh i'd learn how to make iguana bits yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah very cool um okay well Let's go on, and um, I understand that you're a voice artist. You had mentioned that yes. uh, earlier. Uh, tell us about that. So I uh, – basically, I was giving a speech one time, and a lady came up to me after and said, you should go into voice acting. And so I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and I heard that a lot of them, for some reason, were sponsored by Audible audiobooks. And so I said, you know, well, you know, you got to start somewhere. So I hopped onto Audible and found ACX, the Audiobook Creation Exchange. And they make it incredibly easy for brand new people to start voice acting. And so uh, with my $100 Yeti mic, I started voice acting, knew nothing about acoustics, knew nothing about audio production, audio design, audio engineering. I didn't know anything. Uh, and people were willing to give me the rights to their books. And so, uh, I started, I started small, uh, because I knew what I was worth at the time. And so I did Minecraft fan fictions and, Mm. uh, and spell books and, things like that. 
And slowly, as I started to learn the ropes, I started getting full-size novels and uh, things that I was more interested in and things that I think were of good quality. And so then, sometime last summer, no, two summers ago, um, I guess that would be 2015, summer of 2015, somebody contacted me and said, hey, I like your stuff. How would you like unlimited public domain work? And you can choose some of your topics. Nice. I thought that was fantastic. So I did Arthur Schopenhauer, uh, almost all of his his books. I did P.T. Barnum. I did Plato's Republic. I did a lot of H.P. Lovecraft. And, uh, and that was all a lot of fun. And so right now I'm mostly doing business books and commercials. That, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, I'm cheap. I am super <laughs> cheap. And so, you know, I've done my fair share of downloading audio, you know, audiobook apps and basically limiting myself to the public domain books, you know, and, uh, you know, which are mostly older, you know, War of the Worlds, right. yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, but I'm not the only cheap guy out there. And so, it, 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 I would think that, you know, because you pay attention to who uh, reads these books and, you know, if they do well and if it sounds cool, you kind of, you know, oh, you Google his name and see what else he's done. And um, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know if, you've, uh, if you're familiar with it, but there's this game called Darkest Dungeon. And it's got this really fantastic narrator throughout the whole thing. And the way he got the job, apparently, was that the game's designers were just fond of listening to, uh, you know, public domain audiobooks, H.P. Lovecraft, that he had narrated. Mm -hmm. And so, really, it is like, it is a very legitimate way to, to get attention. Now, are you looking... It's public domain. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, are you looking to... Um maybe get into this uh, as more of a full-time thing? Is this just kind of a hobby or, you know, is this something that you want to actually, um, uh, you know, do professionally? Mm -hmm. um, so right now that sort of is my, I'm sort of between things right now. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for the last two years, I was doing the audiobooks full-time. I was, you know, I was sitting in the recording studio for, you know, six hours a day and then spending another two hours editing. And it was that six days a week. And now I'm sort of moving away from that. I do maybe an hour a day um, editing like every other day to get it all in order. Uh, right now, really, it's sort of the sauce. Um, just because I think that has, at this level, a, a higher... A higher interest, I should say. That's a really good segue into the sauce. <laughs> Tell me about Formula 47. Uh, so as I said before, you know, it was 20 years in the making. I took it up to Buffalo for the National Wing Fest. And then from... Wing Fest was in September. So from September, September until I'd say about early May of 2017, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. 
and then I met this girl who is a sort of business person and she said, you know, if you believe in this product, then let's do it together. And so we did. I was living above a restaurant at that point on sort of like, you know, a, a main street America sort of town. Um, and we talked to the owner of the restaurant. She let us have it. She gave us the number of the guy who runs the bar next door to this restaurant. We started bottling. I went to Reno with the sauce, uh, the Reno wing fest, which, uh, is, is very interesting, uh, <laughs> for, for a number of reasons on the first day we were in Reno, as we were setting up, we had one of those, um, magnetic hot plates. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. So these magnetic hot plates, um, I always forget what their, what their actual name is, but they're magnetic hot plates and they only heat up for metal. So you can, even when the, the pan is hot, you can put your hand on the hot plate and it won't burn you. Sounds like magic, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so there was a guy there in Reno who came up to us and said, hey, I've seen that hot plate on the internet. I need one. What will you sell it to me for? <laughs> and and we're like, whoa, buddy, we need this, you know, to make sauce. We're, we have... Ten, over 10,000 hungry customers coming tomorrow. So he walked away for a bit, came back. He got on his knees and literally prayed to our hot plate. <laughs> and at this point, we're like, security, we need, we need some help over here. Oh, man. But yeah. Uh, ooh. And, and the interesting thing about going to Reno was that... Um, I had just gotten from Italy 48 hours before driving up to Reno. Oh, man. So I flew from, uh, essentially, Rome to Buffalo, Buffalo to Vegas, and then drove Vegas somewhere out in the desert, then there all the way up to Reno. And, it, and then working 12-hour days in Reno, it was a disaster. Oh, actually, so, so that reminds me, there's, uh, there's a guy there. Um, have you ever heard of Wingredient? I haven't. No. Oh, okay. He's making, he's making a lot of moves up in your area. And I was, I was thinking that you might've heard of him. Oh, really? No, I, you know, I don't get out much. Ah, that's um, all right. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I stick to the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do real well with people in real life, mm. but, um, well, like I said before, um, I had gotten a hold of your sauce and it, it's just, I can't recommend it enough. It, one question I did have about it was, does it, uh, should it be refrigerate refrigerated, um, after opening and, and kept refrigerated? Uh, I would say that after opening, yes, it should be, it okay. should be refrigerated. Okay. Well, it, it has been, so. Oh, good, right. good. Outstanding. I put, I, I'm not kidding you. I put it on everything. <laughs> Drink it out of the bottle if I could, but I don't want to waste it. So, um, well, cool. Uh, you know, and okay. I, you know, I said before, it's, you've got a lot of irons in the fire and I'm, it, it, I'm wondering how do you find the time 
to do all of this stuff. And I noticed, um, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, you didn't post much um, from the Radlands for a while. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of figured that, you know, you, you're, you're kind of having to take care of some things from, you know, the sauce. And then you got, you know, then you can focus on Radlands. And then, you know, maybe you were doing your audiobook stuff. But, I mean, you're doing a ton of stuff. And um, and I'm just curious how you, f- how you juggle all that. <laughs> Uh, so, oh boy. So like I said before, um, there was a point where I was working, you know, basically eight to eight, six days a week. And so that sort of, that sort of trained me to, to get into this mindset of, of doing all these things at the same time. Uh, really what it is, is that, you know, I'll, I'll actually have it set up now so that, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday are recording. Wednesday is sauce days. And then the weekend, uh, one day is just for Radlands writing. And another day is the day off. And it is a difficult balance because then you mix in shows in there, uh, mm-hmm. shows where you take the sauce and you, you vend to people, uh, have them sample and all that stuff. And then you have, meetings with restaurant owners and meetings with, uh, grocery store owners and, and, you know, sometimes things, uh, some things do have to be cut back and it's, I suppose it's not that the Radlands is less important to me, but it is the one that if I stop doing it, I won't, I won't have to worry about, uh, going hungry. Um, Whereas if I, if I stop the audio or if I stop sauce, uh, there's always sort of that, that question of, is it going to be okay? Right. So for that reason, I've just had to focus a bit more on, on some things. Well, and that's understandable. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay the bills, you know, so. Yeah. Um, especially this time of year when your gas is through the roof. Oh yeah. Is it bad over there on the East coast? Yeah, it's been it's been sort of on and off. It melts and then it all comes back and well, Ron, I you know, I really appreciate you because and I and and the thing is, is I know you're so busy, but I really appreciate you talking to me. This is just really really cool for me to finally be able to talk <laughs> to the guy behind this amazing post-apocalyptic website uh, you know, just the, you know, doing these really cool post-apocalyptic things, and you're you're actually creating content. You're you're not. Oh, I don't know how to say it. It's kind of like what I do. I just I I don't create stuff. Curate. I, I, I curate, and so it's really really cool to be able to talk to someone who's actually creating this stuff, and uh, and I just really really appreciate it. Um, would you uh, go ahead and tell us where we can find you? Sure. So, uh, you know, you can find me at the radlands.com, uh, or on Twitter at under or at the underscore radlands, one word, uh, or also on Twitter at the last Bushman, uh, which is also one word or Facebook. You can also search the radlands. It'll fall under a, under a blog or, or something like that. All right, and uh, what I'll be doing is I'll be uh, creating a blog post for this, and I will also be providing all those links uh, to your websites as well. 
And awesome. Uh, um, again, I really appreciate it. Um, to all you survivors out there, thank you for listening. And until next time, from the wastes, take cover and take care.